Job done by the Delhi Capitals in 10 and a half hours. Can't remember the last time an IPL game finished at this time, 17 minutes past 10 in India. So credit to uh, to Delhi Capitals, to Rishabh Pant, who've not had the easiest few days leading up into this game, but they've played just the near-perfect game. It'll show on the points table too, where that net run rate will be significantly boosted. And we'll wonder what to make of the Punjab Kings after this one. Uh, you'll have a quick chat. I guess it'll be a quick review for a quick game. On Maruti Suzuki presents ESPN Cricket for T20 Timeout, powered by IQ95 G. Nothing that we did not expect. Sanjay Manjrekar from David Warner and Prithvi Shaw. Yes, and a great uh, night for Delhi Capitals. Not only did they curtail the scoring of the opposition, how quickly they went to the target is the hallmark of a champion team with the right attitude. I remember when Australia dominated world cricket, this is how they would chase scores like 115, 120, do it uh, in 15 overs, 10 overs. So that was great to see because we've seen teams collapse, but uh, the run chase would go into the 15th over, people taking the time, you know, we're going to win this one. So a strong statement by a team that I believe potentially is a clear yeah. top four. Yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't tell somebody which team had the sort of build-up that the Delhi Capitals had, Carlos. We might even have thought, okay, maybe Punjab were in hotels and had to avoid training and there was confusion and left their hotel room an hour prior. As it turns out, none of that seemed to bother Delhi. They've played their best game of the tournament. To be honest, you can get complacent um, and teams sometimes do thinking, oh yeah, Delhi's in this area. Um, not necessarily we can just rock up and win, but sometimes you can lose um i guess a grip of your processes as a team um and i think that's what happened to punjab today I, I don't think that in any stretch of the imagination they underestimated um but probably their preparation was as they wanted it to be um and sometimes look you just gotta get daily credit um as we mentioned in the halftime break punjab had some quote-unquote fruit dismissals um that's the way they want to play you just need to come out and play that way again next game and the luck rides one way with you one day and the other the other day. If you see a couple of balls drop in no man's land for Delhi, those balls will go into hand um, for Punjab. Hmm. If you are the Punjab Kings captain coach uh, on a day like this, Carlos, what do you say to them? Do you say much? Um, no, everybody have a drink, whether it be alcoholic or not. Um, we just talk about going on in the world you obviously have a very small debrief um, but I think it's in times like these when you say that at the beginning of the tournament this is how we wanted to play this is a blip um, it's not a performance that anyone wanted but this is how we still want to play um, and I'd be very heartened if I see Punjab go next game um, and play the same way whether win lose or draw with a with a risk um, with a risky strategy like the one that they have, um, it won't come off all the time. But when it does, they'll win more games than they lose. And mm. you just need to qualify for the top four, and then you're in a hundred winning a tournament. So stick to your guns, um, be the best team, it, um, and go up there and do it again, all again in the next game. Mm. Do you share Carlos's views on the approach, the mantra that Punjab Kings have after a defeat like this, Sanjay? Effectively, in seven games now, they've lost more then they've won. Do they need to tweak personnel, tweak their approach at all? Or are you going to be with Carlos on this? Leave this one aside, keep playing the same way. Yeah, the general approach has to be like that. Now, when you look at Josh Butler, what is his approach? To go hell for leather, go after the bowling, you know, have a striker of 200. But when you have a Kronal Pandya bowling well into the pads, then he sort of reins himself back in. 
So I think there was a, a case today for some of the batters to take it a little easy. Liam Livingston made, I mean, you want to be aggressive, but you've got to be still be sensible. You know, charging Akshar Patel at the time was just attacking for the sake of attack. And uh, they shouldn't get too swayed by, mm. you know, what happened today because it's a pretty rare that you'll find over four, five, six, seven, the top four, one after the other, just going yeah. back in the pavilion with nothing left. That's not going to happen to them again for a long time. So the general approach should remain the same, but maybe a little tweak here and there. Would that tweak at all be personnel, Carlos? I mean, they went a batter light effectively, even though Odin Smith uh, hasn't done much after that opening game where he hit a few big ones and won them a close game. But would that tweak be needed in terms of balance of this team? We still feel like if they lose two or three early, which can always happen with this approach, that you have Jitesh, Sharma, Shah Rukh Khan, all batting maybe a position high. Good show. Just, I guess, balance. Um, do you have a batter who's dynamic enough? Um, let's say uh, someone like Nicholas Poor and that could play 8 mm -hmm. or 15 and then end up 15. Balls. Um, do you have our Aiden Markham? Do you have one of those guys in your squad that can? I mean, obviously, ba Banuka Rajapaksha is the is the is the one that we keep talking about who started the tournament well, and whether they could find room for him in spite of the overseas balance. Any any room for my, an extra batter? My thing, will, my thing would be he need to also bowl, and at least bowl a couple overs. And Rajapaksha doesn't bowl. I think that is why. I mean, if you're being fair to him and honest, he probably does deserve a player. You're looking at what is their best team, especially if they're building um, a unit. I think Roger Paxa just misses out because of Bearstow's history. Um, and they're giving Bearstow that role to fail. Um, whether that's right or wrong, whether they do it early enough or late enough, the only time will tell. But I think that is the mindset. If they had a batting or wrong, let's put it that way, um, it would give the team so much more balance. At the moment, they're basically going Odin Smith for batting um, or Nathan Ellis for bowling. And today, the bowling experiment didn't work because they didn't get enough runs on the board. Yeah, fair enough. In two out of the three wins they've had, Sanjay, Dhawan and Agarwal have both performed. You see, you feel like in spite of the odd score, that's been a significantly underwhelming part of Punjab so far this season. Uh, Johnny Besto hasn't come Don't to the either. party so mm. that's uh, hurting so I think that might actually be more uh, uh, an issue f for them to discuss that how long do we wait for Johnny Besto to come into form and you know Bhanuka Rajapaksha is eagerly waiting we were making suggestions maybe Odin Smith uh, you know gets left out but now you start looking Johnny Besto a little closely because you're talking about four or five innings and one more failure of that kind as I said this match has ended in such a bizarre fashion Mm. that uh, they shouldn't read too much into it. As I said, you know, the way those superstars at the top got out one after the other, uh, very rarely yeah. that will happen mm. again. Yeah, I mean, it's almost that we're discussing this thumping win for Delhi without any performance of exceptional brilliance or individual brilliance from any of the Delhi bowlers. They just did their job and Punjab just fell apart. Uh, many ways to chase 116 though. And Prithvi Shaw and David Warner have their own way. I guess just a quick comment. Uh, it's just so refreshing, Prithvi Shaw. Every time, he's not looking to bat long, get a 50-60 chase the orange cap. Yeah. yeah, and quickly on David Warner as well. I mean, he had a tough time in Sunrise Hyderabad. Looked really scratchy. But here he's back. Has to be one of the most consistent, you know, IPL overseas batters ever. And then, you know, when you watch Shaw and Warner bat together, when you look at the strike rate and the quality of shots played, 
he's actually matching David Warner shot mm -hmm. for shot. His is uh, a little more audacious, I think, in the selection of shots. But when you have a young player who's not uh, a, a permanent or an established India player matching somebody like a David Warner shot for shot, you've got to be actually proud of the kind of talent and the reserve that India have. He played some mind-boggling shots today. Yeah. There was a short, short ball from Rabada and he sort of left it and he picked that short ball so early, he left it and then felt, oh, the ball is still here, might as well, you mm -hmm. know, tap it over slip. So, some special talent there. Yeah, and speaking of David Warner, Carlos, there were some of us wondering, what will we see from David Warner now after that, that wonderful relationship with the Sunrisers ended on such bad terms, went for just over six crore at the auction. We thought, well, maybe the franchises don't value David Warner anymore. Three scores of 60 in a row now after that initial scratchy start when he first played. Looks like the David Warner of old. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. You always knew David Warner would be back. And I think he definitely is. Um, I think the hallmark of David Warner being back was today that punch off the back foot where he looked as though he gave himself room. Um, I think it was Nathan Ellis and beat the sweeper on the boundary. Sensational stroke. And I think that was when David Warren is at, at his best, when he's timing the ball well, picking the gaps, using his wrist. And then once he adds the power game to that, um, he's pretty much unstoppable. And as um, Sanjay said, like when you think of overseas players, there's Gale, um, there's A.B. de Villiers, Sunil before the back, Russell with bat and ball. But I don't think there are many other names you could call in the realm with David Warner for just sheer rate of consistency and performance over a period of time. Hmm. No doubt then, the one of the goats of the IPL. And as we speak of great IPL players, one of the goats of T20 cricket, Kyron Pollard has called time on his international career. So while the focus was on Delhi and Punjab, Pollard's released a quick video on Instagram and he said that he's had enough in international colours. 224 appearances that of course begin in the World Cup in 2007. That's a long time ago, a decade and a half, in which time he's represented uh, the West Indies in 123 ODIs and 101 T20Is, not to mention the mammoth amount of T20 cricket that he has played and will continue to play all over the world. And an international career that perhaps fittingly ends in India, a country that he's always been fond of, after the Caribbean. Carlos Brathwaite, we look back at Kyron Pollard, who of course steps uh, away from international cricket as captain of the white ball side. What are your first thoughts on that? Uh, congratulations on a stellar career. Um, what we see now in the game few years after he started is the franchise cricket taking over. And I think Pollard is one of the first persons that embraced franchise cricket, um, went all around the world, playing, performing, um, racking up numbers, whether it be games, wickets, runs, um, and basically allowing fans to see West Indies cricket um, and the best of West Indies cricket for the majority of his career. So um, I know he's only playing on the international career, but that is where he um, got his feet wet. Um, that is where he was able to show the world who is Kyron Pollard um, by extension, West Indies T20 powerhouses. So um, congrats on a stellar career. Um, he would have done very well with bat, with ball, and in a leadership capacity. Um, and hoping for much longer in the franchise scene and, you know, kind of unearth and bring through um, another set of West Indian cricketers. Mm. A World Cup champion, of course, and um, many accolades for Kyron Pollard taking over the captaincy also in what was a difficult time for the West Indies. How do you remember Kyron Pollard's contribution to the West Indies in international cricket? 
Yeah, firstly, a little surprise uh, with the uh, decision because just about six months left for the T20 World Cup. I really liked him as captain of West Indies white ball cricket. So I was hoping that he'd do that. Uh, but obviously, there's a good reason why uh, you know, Pollard has taken that call. I'll remember Pollard uh, you know, the first time that I saw him on a uh, public platform, you know, playing in the Champions League game in Hyderabad. I think I was doing commentary and he comes in and the required run rate was about 15 for his franchise team. And I was all excited with the shots that he was playing. Ian Bishop was with me. And he was there for about two, three overs. And then I remember Bish starting to say that perhaps, you know, what they can do is they can have a field on the leg side where they have an additional fielder and all that, you know, tactical sort of move that they could make. And I just looked at the fruit machine where the, we have the score and I said, Bish, the match is over. They just need six or seven runs in over. Mm. That is what Pollard did. Two, three overs and the game would turn. He had one innings of that kind uh, last IPL. And we've seen a lot of big hitters, but uh, very few I have seen are able to tap balls for sixes. He still does that. Even in that last game, uh, you know, he, he just hits the ball like this. It's a push and the ball has gone into the second tier. So very few people can do that. And that's how you remember him. Almost 600 T20 games all over, mm -hmm. you know, non-international. So that's, I think, how mostly people will remember him. Um, you, if you're looking for excellence, he gave you that with sheer power. Mm. Many fine moments in Kyron Pollard's international career. Wonderful 100 that he played when I think the team ended up losing against Australia, but he was the lone man standing. More recently, the six sixes against Dhananjaya, of course, that will be part of uh, cricket's history and quizzes for a long time to come. Carlos, if you can pick a moment that stands out from, Carlos, uh, from uh, Kyron Pollard's international career, what would it be? Um, yeah, there were a few good ones to be honest. Hmm. Um, I'd probably say, I'd probably say the six sixes, um, putting it into context that Anjaya had just gotten a hat trick. Um, we know West Indians aren't, um, players of spin that we call it, especially mystery spin. Um, so to watch from one end, three wickets being lost in three balls, and then in the next over take the ball completely apart and almost create two records in two back-to-back -back overs was a sensational feat and I'm not sure if it has ever happened and if it will ever happen again but for a bowler to get a hat-trick in one over and then be carted for six sixes um yeah that was that was sensational to be honest mm. and last word with you Carlos wonder who's next to take up white ball captaincy Nicholas Puran took it up while uh, while Karen Pollard was injured in the ODI series recently against India. Jason Holder seems to have found some terrific white ball form. Which way would you go? Um, well, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think Nicholas Pooran will be captain. Um, whenever Pollard wasn't captain, Nicholas Pooran took over. He was also given vice-captaincy. Um, funny enough, Shea Hope was vice-captain in the ODIs and then Pollard missed the series and Puran captained as well, so I think um, bar, barring the inevitable announcement, I think Nicholas Puran would go on to be white ball captain for the West Indies um, post Tyrone Pollard. Hmm. wonder how that will make Nicholas Puran feel for the rest of the IPL with the Sunrisers. Yeah, yeah I think he is uh, getting there. You can see the difference in the way he is uh, building his innings, finishing his innings, remaining not out, winning 
games for his side. Just curious to see how uh, Pollard's IPL career now shapes up after his quit. All the other international responsibilities on this platform, we've been talking about guys who are playing you know, test cricket, one-day cricket, uh, T20s, and guys who are exclusively T20 players, whether they are able to give more in an IPL or in a T20 tournament. So we'll find that out as well. Watch that with some interest. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the end then of Karen Pollard and West Indian Colours. Won't be part of the T20 World Cup squad. It was a disappointing T20 World Cup for the West Indies last time around. So is that enough? So good wishes to Kyron Pollard for uh, his international retirement. There's a spot that's opened up in the West Indies T20i side for an all-rounder, Carlos Brathwaite. These days, if you do a bit of media work, you seem to hit some terrific form, as Dinesh Karthik has shown. So... Get ready. Are you? I hope you're warming up. I hope you're at the top of your fitness. I hope so. I hope so. Now coming back from injury, but I can try to take a, a leaf out of DK's book and hopefully yep. hit the ground running and perform half as well as he does. Excellent. Can't wait for that. Carlos, thank you very much. More from you as the analyst that you are on uh, T20 Timeout as the IPL rolls on. Big thank you to Sanjay Manjurekar. We've been only finished, so we wrap it up there. Delhi have done the job. Points table will reflect that their net run rate has also got a significant boost. They've uh, gone from 8 to 6 and they've given Punjab their space. On the other hand, that net run rate for uh, Punjab Kings is the worst amongst the top 8. So that'll be something for them to worry about. They have lost out on a playoff spot on net run rate in recent seasons. Uh, good one tomorrow between 9 and 10. Am I in CSK? So join us then on Maruti Suzuki Presents ESPN Rick Info T20 Timeout powered by IQ9 5G.